Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Radio. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get everybody in the stuff together. The horrible truth cannot be denied. The Biden administration is directly responsible for the war in Ukraine, gas prices, food shortages, and inflation. Who was your highest level contact with the U.S. government in this period? Я постоянно имел контакт с Вадимом Байденом. Вадим Байден говорил одно, а в Украине делали другое. Questions of credibility are being raised after a private chat between two top U.S. diplomats was leaked online. I think Yats is the guy who's got the economic experience, the governing experience. He's, he's the guy, you know, what he needs is Cleach and Tony Book on the outside. I, I, I just think Cleach going in, he's going to be at that level working for Yats and Yuk, It's just not going to work. Yeah, no, I think, that's, you know? I think that's right. Okay. Good. Well, do you want us to try to set up a call with him as the next step? Sullivan's come back to me uh, VFR saying, you need Biden. And I said, probably tomorrow for an attaboy and to get the deets to stick. So okay. Biden's willing. So you had this remarkable phone call where you have these two senior officials of the U.S. government apparently talking about a coup or how they were planning to restructure the government of Ukraine. We're on track right now. I'm tracked to be the first president in history to lower the deficit by over $1 trillion in one year. So I'm sick of this stuff. We have to talk about it because the American people think the reason for inflation is government spending more money. Simply not true. Inflation is not created by COVID. It's not created by Putin. It's not created by greedy corporations gouging right. their customers. There's one source of inflation. The actual definition of inflation is an expansion of the money supply. And it's the Federal Reserve that's been expanding the money supply. They've called it quantitative easing, but they keep creating dollars. And it's the U.S. government that spends those dollars into circulation. And as it does that, the value of each dollar goes down. And so the price of everything that you buy with dollars goes up. And they're saying 7.9%, which is the worst inflation since 1982. What they don't tell you is that we had a different CPI in 1982. And if we use the same CPI today that we used then, we would be over 15% inflation, which means 2021 or 2022 right now, this is the worst inflation in our lifetimes. We're experiencing higher inflation now than anything during the 1970s. And this decade is just getting started inflation's got only one way to go and that's up 
irrefutably attributable to the corrupt sociopathic establishment that hides behind the senile blunderer-in-chief in plain sight. Putin's tax, that's, a, a, that's really Putin's gas hike. That's his gas hike. This, uh, so much of this uh, increase in the gas tax, uh, gas uh, price started. Uh, uh, Biden's economic wrecking ball was recently aided by the decimation of small businesses overwhelmed by the tycoons of the pandemic economy. Who got the money from the Paytech Protection Program? You know, this is our $800 billion. That's kind of a lot. Okay, that we gave out Mm -hmm. only about a quarter of the money spent by the program paid wages that would have otherwise been lost. So three quarters of it didn't do of 800 billion. And then 72 percent of the relief money ended up in the hands of people with incomes, household incomes in the top 20 percent. All that money up to people who are in the top 20%? Driving a final stake into the heart of the middle-class economy as 7 in 10 Americans are living paycheck to paycheck while over half of Americans don't have three months in emergency savings. As food producers continue to minimize their products, airlines are scaling back on flights, truckers add more fuel surcharges, Bidenflation destroys the recovery following the pandemic as the war on fossil fuels continues to ripple through an engineered depression with the endgame ushering in the Great Reset, where you will own nothing and be happy. John Bowne reports. Share that video, folks. Band.video. Biden is murdering the middle-class Americans. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm Harrison Smith. Thanks so much for tuning in today. A little bit of a late start. I have something stuck in my eye, and it's incredibly painful. But the show must go on, so we'll continue just if if it looks like I'm weeping at any point during the show. It's not my emotions. I'm a man. Dang it. It's just I just have a little thing in my eye and it hurts. <laughs> so, yes, if I'm winking at you, it's it's not because I'm tricking you. It's because uh, it's I have a thing in my eye. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Sorry for the late start, but uh, obviously another big show as we have every day. As many video clips as you could possibly desire. We'll be taking your phone calls of course, but we'll begin today, as we do every day, with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, your Daily Dispatch for the 16th of March, 2022. Saudi Arabia considers accepting won instead of dollars for Chinese oil sales. We covered this yesterday, but it came out after we'd done our Daily Dispatch, so I thought I'd go ahead and tack it on to today's, since Daily Dispatch is sort of a a journal of all of the biggest stories of the day. And this one is kind of a big one as it may represent the total destruction of the petrodollar and the collapse of the American currency. Saudi Arabia is in active talks with Beijing to price some of its oil sales to China in yuan, people familiar with the matter said, a move that would dent the U.S. dollar's dominance in the global petro- uh, petroleum market and mark another shift by the world's top crude exporter towards Asia. The talks with China over yuan-priced oil contracts have been on and off for six years, but have accelerated this year as the Saudis have grown increasingly unhappy with decades-old U.S. security commitments to defend the kingdom, people say. 
China buys more than 25% of the oil that Saudi Arabia exports. If priced in yuan, those sales would boost the standing of Chinese currency. The Saudis are also considering a yuan-dominated future contract known as the Petro Yuan in the pricing model of Saudi Arabian oil company, also known as Aramco. Maybe one day we'll do a whole history of how Saudi Arabia came to be, how American oil interests are basically basically the reason that country exists entirely, 13th century uh, Wahhabism, and basically you just had a bunch of tribes all brought together by one king, King Saud, Saudi Arabia. It's Saud's Arabia because Saud had the good sense to team up with people like the Bushes and other uh, oil magnates here in America. We guaranteed they could have total despotic control over their religious monarchy as long as we got that precious oil. It's all very interesting, and now it's all coming apart thanks to the mismanagement by the Democrats. Meanwhile, our next story, YouTube flags Tulsi Gabbard's criticism of War Machine as offensive comment, uh, offensive content. YouTube, uh, YouTube flagged a Fox News interview in which former Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard said war in Ukraine was good for the military-industrial complex, saying it was offensive. And we've actually seen this before. We've had people on our show who had stuff tagged as offensive on YouTube because they were bullying CIA operatives in deep state spies you can't bully the people in charge of your life you know this there's no bullying the military industrial complex not here on youtube apparently upsetting war profiteering defense contractors is now grounds for censorship during the interview gabbard dared to suggest quote it's good for the military industrial complex to prolong the war in ukraine and to have Quote, this proxy war with Russia, something that Hillary Clinton laid out just recently. This war machine, she said, the power elite in Washington, wants to turn Ukraine into another Afghanistan, turn into killing fields where this long-term insurgency is supported. And they bleed out and cripple, kill as many as Russians as possible for who knows how long, as long as they're really – as long as they're really showing their real aim and the fact they're not taking action right now to end this conflict. My God, it's like Tulsi Gabbard is an InfoWars viewer or something. Meanwhile, Texans are driving to Mexico for cheaper gas. Gas prices are soaring so high in the U.S. that drivers in El Paso, Texas, are taking the desperate step of crossing the border to fill up in Mexico, where prices are more than a dollar cheaper, according to reports, which that's kind of strange, isn't it? After all, aren't we told over and over again this is a, this is a global situation caused by Putin? has nothing to do with the American regime. Isn't it weird that our neighboring countries aren't experiencing this massive rise in oil prices? It's almost like there's something about the way America is doing things that makes it more expensive here. But of course, you know, just over the border from El Paso, you have uh, Nuevo Laredo and Juarez, some of those dangerous places in the world. So yes, gas prices are getting so bad, Americans are willing to bet their life on getting a dollar less in Mexico willing to put their health and safety at risk to uh, just avoid being another victim of Biden's economy. Uh, Meanwhile, back in Russia and Ukraine, Russia and Ukraine are looking for compromise in peace talks. Russia and Ukraine both emphasize newfound scope for compromise on Wednesday as peace talks were set to resume three weeks into a Russian assault that has so far failed to topple the Ukrainian government. Ukraine's President uh, Volodymyr Volodymyr, Vol, Volodymyr Zelensky said the talks were becoming more realistic while Ukraine, while Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov said there is some hope for compromise with neutral status for Ukraine, a major Russian demand now on the table. So I'm sorry, Raytheon. I'm sorry, Lockheed Martin. I'm sorry, war profiteers. I'm sorry, 
millionaires in Congress who were looking forward to watching their stock portfolios bump with a signing off of more and more billions of dollars into this conflict. It might be coming to a peaceful resolution. Darn it. The last thing America wants. Peace with our neighbors. Russia isn't holding back, though. They're sanctioning many Americans, including Joe and Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, Jen Psaki, and others. Russian's foreign ministry announced Tuesday, the nation is sanctioning several former and current top U.S. officials, including Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton, in response to a series of unprecedented sanctions prohibiting, amongst other things, entry into the United States for top Russian officials, effective March 15th this year. The Russian stop list includes Joe Biden and Secretary Blinken and a number of other American figures on the basis of repro- uh, reciprocity. Rep- you know the word, the ministry said in a Twitter post Tuesday. According to Russia, the announcement regarding the expansion of sanctions list will be made soon. You've got Anthony John Blinken, Mark Milley, uh, Jake Sullivan, National Security Advisor, William Burns, Director of the CIA, Jennifer Psaki, White House Pre- uh, Press Secretary. Meanwhile, according to Ben Shapiro, Russia is, quote, getting concessions from the U.S. in the middle of a war via the Iran nuclear deal. Russia's foreign minister, Lavrov, claimed the Biden administration promised Moscow will be allowed to trade with Iran despite ongoing sanctions. And that's your Daily Dispatch. I did sanctions on just the worst people in America. <laughs> it's just like uh, patriotic American. But, you know, there's certain cases and times when loyalty to your country means disloyalty to the scumbags in charge who are running it into the ground with everything they've got. I mean, that list of people that uh, Russia is sanctioning, Joe Biden, Anthony Blinken, Mark Milley, Jake Sullivan, uh, Bill Burns, Jennifer Psaki, like, there's a list of people I'd, I'd rather see consigned to a work camp in Siberia. <laughs> Forget sanctioning them, Russia. Will you place them under arrest, please? Will you get them out of our country and remove them from our offices? Please stop these people from bankrupting us and doing everything they can to destroy everything this country has built over the last 250 years. Yeah, see, it's back. It's back. There it is. Man, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a mess this morning. But, of course, there's lots of news to, uh, to talk about. It's just, it's, the physical reality is revolting against me. And trying to make it as hard as possible. Of course, it's, uh, I don't know, which is worse, having yourself uh, blinded while in front of uh, tens of thousands of people on live TV or while I'm driving on the highway. I've gotten to experience both these things this morning. But like I said, uh, the show must go on and the world needs to know about the absurd and outrageous goings on around the world. And uh, when we get back, we're going to go to a video of uh, Project Veritas being raided by the FBI. Project Veritas journalist shows armed agents ransacking home at direction of Biden DOJ. Because, folks, we are in full-on fascism at this point. There's no uh, getting around it. The Department of Justice and the jackbooted thugs at the behest of the Biden administration are storming the houses of journalists who expose their secrets. This is the way that fascism comes about. This is the way that totalitarianism is installed. Of course, it's not just national. They're doing it worldwide to pretend like it's not their fault, that there's nothing you can do about it. Now, there is something we can do about it. We can get these people out of office. We can set the strip sh- uh, ship straight and we can uh, take our country back once again. It's just a matter of identifying these people enumerating their plans and counteracting them piece by piece. Stay with us. It's American Journal on InfoWars.com and Band.video.
It has been noted by many a historian. The first casualty of war is the truth. Then the next big casualty isn't even the people that die. No, that invariably follows. But first, there is the crackdown on populations, basic liberty and speech and massive censorship. And now across the world, from the United States to Europe, legislation is being introduced that if you amplify any, quote, pro-Russian information, you can be censored, you can be arrested, you can be imprisoned. And of course, now Canada has introduced legislation that if you have a thought crime and they think you may have the intent to engage in hate speech online, that you will be censored and arrested. Ladies and gentlemen, the authoritarianism is being carried out by the globalists around the world against humanity. That makes InfoWars.com more important than ever. God created each and every one of us with free will. But we look at the world system now openly announcing the mark of the beast. Everything that it's attempting to do is built around getting rid of our free will and making us bow down and submit and turn our very bodies, our very productivity, our very genetics, our very future over to them. They want control of procreation. They want control of the relationships between men and women. They want to bring a form of living death to our society and our civilization. All of us were formed and made in God's mind, in God's image, and given free will. And make no mistake, all of you alive today were created by God to be alive in this special time so that you could make the right decision in free will and stand against evil. And then, for eternity, win the great birthright prize of being aligned with God. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. I want to go to a video now that was released this morning by Project Veritas. And you know... Yes, I guess it depends on you know how history turns out, the way things go, whether Project Veritas will be treated as what they are, a bellwether, a warning sign, a, a siren sounding, presaging the complete collapse of this country into totalitarianism, or whether it will be consigned to the way it's demonized now in the mainstream media, which is as a bunch of upstart fraudsters. And this is really like what's going on in this world right now. Uh, Today's fake news will become tomorrow's unquestionable history. And whether what's actually happening right now will be exposed and discussed and we'll say, remember that time we almost fell into total control? Remember that time communism almost destroyed this country? Or it'll be, remember that time there was that dangerous Project Veritas uh, reactionary Russian agents who tried to discredit our glorious utopia? It's sort of uh, up to us, I think, because as you watch this video, again, this will either be a historical document of the onslaught of totalitarianism or it'll be swept aside and never discussed if those totalitarians take power. 
But I like to think that what we're witnessing here is history. This is Russia in 1917. This is Germany, 1928. This is the takeover. And you're about to watch history being made as the Biden Department of Justice ransacks the homes of journalists that they disagree with in complete flagrant disregard of everything that Americans value. Let's go now to clip number 12. I'm sorry, so what is this regarding? What you're about to see is very disturbing. Hidden camera footage capturing the moments the FBI raided the home of a Project Veritas journalist last November. the government's invasion of our first amendment rights should send shivers down the spine of every journalist around the country months ago i explained how the government conducted pre-dawn raids at my home and at the homes of two former Project Veritas journalists. Many came to our defense, including the ACLU, the Society of Professional Journalists, the Committee to Protect Journalists, Reporters Committee for Freedom of the Press, as well as the Freedom of the Press Foundation. Federal prosecutors from the Department of Justice in the Southern District of New York and the FBI appear to have targeted Project Veritas because of our investigative journalism. In 2020, we lawfully received material from sources concerning Ashley Biden's diary and what it said about her father, then-presidential candidate Joe Biden. We ultimately decided not to publish the story and worked with local law enforcement to return these materials to her. What you've just seen is an effort by the government to intimidate and silence us as journalists. But Project Veritas will never be silenced. The First Amendment protects journalists and all people who speak out. We will stand firm to vindicate our own First Amendment rights, fight for the rights of our fellow journalists and all Americans. This footage of the FBI raid isn't even the most shocking thing about the SDNY's attacks against journalism. There's more coming out soon. We are just getting started. Just think about what has been done to Project Veritas. They have been taken to court. They've been sued. They have time and time again had to defend themselves. Defend themselves. And what do they do? They don't even report things on their own. Like they don't publish articles saying what they think is happening. They don't spread rumors. They don't make you know accusations of people. They show undercover video of what really happens. And the number of you know trophies in their trophy room is unbelievable. I mean, think back all the way to 2016 and the way that they caught the Democrats talking about busing people from poll to poll to do voter fraud. Like they've exposed CNN and Facebook and the the Democratic Party, Acorn. I mean, this goes way back. Like these people are a thorn in the side of the totalitarians and the authoritarians. They're an authority, they're in the, they are a thorn in the side of liars and scumbags. And dissemblers and people who say one thing in public and another in private. 
desperate people who are willing under the influence of a margarita or two to divulge any secret they know to a pretty girl sitting across the table just to show that, yeah, we know what's really going on. I know what's really going on. Yeah, sweetie, you wouldn't understand. I'm a scientist in the vaccine world and we're full of crap, okay? I would never take the vaccine. I know better than that. We're just selling it to uh, the people of the world by the billions and making off like bandits in the process. Everything Project Veritas has ever done has been nothing but a simple documenting of reality. Undercover footage of the people involved in these scams carrying out or admitting to exactly what they're up to, the nefarious deeds that they have undergone. And they are treated like Julian Assange. They're treated like Infowars. They're treated like enemies of the state for simply bringing the American people the truth unvarnished, uncensored, unspun by the media establishment. Project Veritas, weren't they also the ones that released the footage that showed the anchor on ABC News talking about how she had the Jeffrey Epstein story years ago but was not allowed to uh, report on it? I mean they have exposed absolutely everybody. So of course they have to be destroyed. Of course the establishment has to go after them. They cannot be allowed to go out and expose the dark and dirty truths behind the scenes undo those tangled webs that get woven by deceivers attempting to manipulate us. Yeah, Project Veritas, con on hot mic. We should just do like a project. There should be like a yearly Project Veritas gala where we just go through and document their latest scalps, the latest achievements they have brought about. And honestly, one of the saddest things is I was listening to some podcast and they were talking about Project Veritas. And, you know, it's like, the way the media just seeps into people's brains, they're like, oh, Project Veritas, yeah, those are the people that make, like, the fake videos, right? And it's just like, so, I mean, this is the info war, right? Project Veritas does undercover work where they capture on footage, undeniable, with the subtitles, exactly what's going on. They put it out, and the mainstream media just goes, oh, it's fake. Yeah, it's fake. That's a manipulated video. Yeah, they manipulated it by, by trimming it, by cutting down the time to where... You start the video when the talking starts and you end it when the talking ends, and that's manipulating to them. So they can just castigate it. They just cast it aside. They just say, ah, it's not real. It's, it's fake. It's just fake. And the, main, and the mainstream public just goes, oh, okay, it's fake. Oh, it's fake now. I mean, I'm seeing it with my own eyes. It looks real to me. It sounds real. It is real. It's admitted to be real. The people in the video, they then go confront, and they don't say that it's fake. So it's all real, but, you know, CBS News says, oh, it's manipulated. So I can just completely ignore it now. Ignorance is bliss, folks, and Project Veritas shatters that blissful ignorance uh, every step of the way. And, of course, they're paying the price for it. But, again, not just a one-off. This is a trend. It's a pattern. It is indicative of our complete collapse as a free nation and the loss of all of our liberties, including our free speech. The globalist social engineers always intended to push their COVID biomedical tyranny lockdowns until the populations rebelled. They would then use that as the pretext for permanent martial law and banning and arresting anybody that speaks out against their lies. But because of so many scientists and engineers and researchers and others coming public and and whistleblowers, now their whole project is falling apart because the people are aware that it is a world government corporate takeover. 
And so it's pulling back the curtain now more than ever. The problem is some globalist controlled areas are not going to give up on their takeover, like Canada, where they've now declared a civil emergency and martial law in Ontario and other areas of the world are following suit, like Australia. So pray for these folks big time. This is a very serious situation. And stay tuned into InfoWars.com because truth is absolutely paramount. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, we are back. Fun segment a little bit later. Kind of fun, kind of bittersweet, I guess, in a way. Basically, somehow a bunch of Redditors got tricked into going and joining the fight in Ukraine, thinking it would be like a video game or something. And then they all uh, have had to run away now. Now that they realize that it's not quite the fun and games, not quite the picnic that they were led to believe. And there's just a, a host of posts on Reddit about this. Really incredible. We'll, we'll get into that in just a little bit. Of course, we'll talk about the latest in uh, – in Ukraine and uh, just how much of your money is going to be spent there to, uh, you know, reduce the entire country to dust and fill the pockets of the uh, major weapons manufacturers. Let's keep the uh, let's keep the mood up for a little bit. So I want to go to this video. This is uh, clip number six here. They entered in Joe Biden's speeches to a AI script writing robot. And so just like a deep fake, just like any sort of facsimile of human intelligence, they enter a bunch of information into this computer and then ask it to spit out something that sounds like the thing that's been fed into it. So they fed a bunch of Biden speeches into this machine and asked it to come up with its own script showing a Joe Biden speech. And to to be honest with you, I think he should fire his speechwriters. I think this AI has him and his tone and his authority and his speaking style absolutely pegged. Let's watch what happens when an AI tries to understand and speak like Joe Biden. Let's watch. I forced a bot to watch over 1,000 hours of Joe Biden speeches and then asked it to write a Joe Biden speech of its own. Here's the first page. Joe Biden speech. Interior speech field. On a stage stands Joe Biden. He smells a podium from behind. A crowd roars knowing Joe's nose smells America's woes. Bars. Joe Biden. I have been Delaware and Vice Obama. Now it's time for you to put me in a home. The white home. A crowd chants. <laughs> the day 2020? Okay, yes. Okay. Joe Biden continued. <laughs> you want president? They're nailing it. They're nailing Americans? the enthusiasm of Joe Biden's. Five. Find out which six Joe unfurls his lips. His teeth shine unreal and wrong. Kept strong from biting wifely fingers. Joe Biden continued. Burn. Burmy wants free school, free doctors, free Willie. How does Burr. Burmy want to pay with malarkey money. Crowd booze. Malarkey is name of a gremlin Trump built. If you bad. 
Malarkey flushes your toilet 15 times as terrorism. Malarkey is an eco-terrorist, confirmed. Joe Biden continued. When I was younger, I had a bully named Kitchen Steve, and he stole my legs for a long weekend. Did I cry? No. I put my fist in a mailbox, and mailman delivered Kitchen Steve a letter of hurt. That was 2016. The crowd cheers that Joe can remember things maybe well. Joe Biden continued. We are United States, but states not united. Hawaii swims away. Nobody knows where Alaska went. I say, stick them together. Get the glue. Joe pulls a handful of glue out of his glue pocket. The crowd speaks in echoes. Go, Joe. Go, Joe. Go, Joe. Joe looks around. Joe Biden continued. Who is this Joe go? He better not bite my wife. That's my finger food. Joe stares ahead with confident confusion. The gremlin malarkey dances and cackles in the crowd. Joe points at him. Joe Biden continued. Look who it is. Bernie Sanders. I apologize for my Joe Biden impression. Oh, my God. Are are you scared now? The AI takeover is here, folks. They can practically in. uh, I mean, I mean, that's Joe Biden. There's no difference. I mean, that is a perfect facsimile. It's a one to one. I mean, a practical clone. They have now cloned Joe Biden into an AI brain. And Joe Biden can just go hang out in Delaware now. We don't need him anymore. We've got the robot and he makes just about as much sense as the real flesh and blood Thing. I, I just love that one line, and the video is titled Confident Confusion, and it just says, Joe stares in confident confusion. The first lady's husband contact. Oh, yeah. The first lady's husband. I, I like the way that's put better. I kept seeing headlines today that was like, second gentleman. The second gentleman has, has gotten COVID. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Where's his fainting couch? Oh, we must send him off so he can take in the air of Naples and be cured. The second gentleman has the vapors. I hate this stupid country, and I hate the people that run it. They're all either incompetent or scumbags or a little bit of both. But uh, Joe Biden stares in confident confusion. I think every – you know the look. Like when I say that, you know the exact look. The eyes are kind of squinty. He's kind of looking up. And he's thinking about corn pop and he has no idea where he is and he's wondering if he's supposed to be doing something and there's a whole bunch of there's a there's a gaggle of young women shrieking thank you thank you thank you as they as they push all the reporters out of the room joe biden kind of looks around he stares around confidently confused and wanders off the stage to his next fever dream Yeah, there it is. Staring, confidently confused, Joe Biden, our stalwart leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corrupt Clint Eastwood. He's like Clint Eastwood plus uh, that that puppet, the angry puppet. You know, I I don't even remember. I don't think it's a Muppet, is it? There's that there's a puppet that looks just like Joe Biden when he's got that confident look, when he's really trying to look tough because it's either it's between. Yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah, it was his old man, his grumpy old man puppet. It looks just like Joe, but there it is. That's the look. It's like, it's, it's kind of bright out here. It's kind of bright out here, and I can't really see anything. But if you want to go down to the pool, me and Corn Pop will mess you up. Oh, we'll get you. God, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Because it's either between that, it's between, I'm Joe Biden, I'm Clint Eastwood, but somehow even older, <laughs> somehow even more decrepit, or it's, or it's this look, or it's like the wide-eyed, like, 
what? Where am I? What am I looking? Or he's looking at his watch when the uh, you know bodies of the soldiers that his mismanagement has uh, stolen the life of. You know, he's got a couple a couple signature looks. This Joe Biden fella. But of course, it doesn't matter how incompetent or ridiculous he is. He has the full-fledged, unquestioning support of the mainstream media and then get away with just about whatever they want. Let's go now to clip number two, the Biden administration lying about everything. Russia is one of the top three producers of oil, and it is actually their number one revenue. I don't blame you. The White House is briefing TikTok stars about the war in Ukraine, inflation, and gas price. The U.S. arguably has more oil than Saudi Arabia. In fact, in 2019, pre-pandemic, we were energy independent. This means our production exceeded our consumption, which means we didn't need Venezuela, Russia, or OPEC to get our oil because we simply had our own. The administration has done nothing but gaslight Americans on lying to them and blaming other people for their own failure. For example, this graph being showed on the White House social media account. This is simply disingenuous information. Inflation was once transitory. Inflation was actually good for you. And it was corporate greed. It was actually supply chain issues. Actually, it's all Putin's fault. Oh, I'll take responsibility and not blame others. In fact, we would never be in this mess if we didn't vote a dude out simply because of a trend to hate on him. This has nothing to do with you, but I encourage everyone to read the comments. And of course, he was responding to that TikTok star that we talked about yesterday who was literally saying words that didn't make any sense. Gas prices are at a four-time decade high. No, it doesn't mean anything. That Those aren't words that go together in that order. You don't understand what you're saying. So this is, this is the way our politics works now. You have a bunch of liars who are known liars. They're not stupid. They're not incompetent. They're at the highest rungs of power. They got there for a reason. They're devious. They're clever. They're smart. They're despicable liars. And they know that the American people – are a little bit suspicious, so they launder their lies through TikTok dancing teenagers who don't understand the words that they're speaking, and then the media just completely ignores the lies or somehow twists the facts to make it look like the lies are in fact true. When in reality, all you need is just a a regular dude sitting in his car on TikTok to tell you the truth. Why is a dude in his car on TikTok giving you more information and telling you more truth than the entirety of the mainstream media? Because they're all corrupt and they're lying on purpose. Two of our best-selling products are back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. And they will sell out in the next three, four months before I get more of the product in if I sell it at full price. But I want those of you that have been on the fence about getting Winter Sun or getting X3 to try the products and see how amazing they are. And I believe you will then get hooked on them like myself, my family, and the crew are. So again, both these products are back in stock. Both X3 and Winter Sun, they are 50% off for a limited time because they're going to sell out at this price. I would estimate in less than a month. So this is your chance to get X3 and experience the good halogens versus the bad halogens. This is your chance to have the highest quality vitamin D3 with vitamin K for your immune system as well. They're amazing and they're at InfoWarsStore.com. And the reason this is a 360 win is it funds the operation. I need funds to run the operation. You need to be healthy. We need to stay on air. It's a match made in heaven. Frank in North Carolina, thanks for holding so long. Go ahead. Yeah, Alec, I just have to say something, man. It seems like every time I turn on your broadcast, you're bragging. It just gets old, man. I'm going to shut you down right now, okay? We're taking calls about your nomination. Do you understand they're having congressional hearings trying to shut us down? Do you understand I'm ringing the alarm? If that was happening to anybody else, I'd be freaked out. I mean, what's it going to take? Us being shut down? Is that what you want, Frank? 
You know what, Alex? Hey, put him on pause again. Hey, Frank, do you understand it's not bragging to say we are the tip of the spear, we're under attack, we need your help? As much begging as I do, we can barely pay the bills and grow in the face of this. I'm not going to just stop growth and let them start pushing us backwards. You understand? I need your help, Frank. I need your help, Frank. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and help fund the InfoWars. Do you understand? I need your help, Frank. Free Press needs your help, Frank. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, welcome back. A lot to talk about uh, today. I want to cover this story. I think a lot of what we talk about on a daily basis comes into play here. And this is a story from Valiant News, and it's titled, Idaho social worker removes baby from conservative parents after expressing racial preference for people of color. This is one of those stories that I see the headline. And, you know, if if it's like I saw this headline after the show yesterday. And it's just I know it's going to make me mad. I know it's going to infuriate me. And I just don't even want to read the details. I just don't even want to know about it. But then you go, look, you got to know about this. You have to realize what's going on. You have to dissect what exactly has led up to this and what we can you know, understand from this as to where we're going, where we are now, and what we may be facing in the future. So let's go through this together. And again, just reading through this, you'll see you'll see how responsible this author is. The author is Phil McConnell from ValiantNews.com, and he's very even-handed, sort of tepid in his condemnations. He's, he's not, he doesn't fly off the handle. Much more responsible than, say, how the MSNM would approach this because, you know – well, let me read it, and then I'll, we'll relate to some other mainstream stories – that you're familiar with in the way that it's covered by the mainstream media. So according to this article, they say a social worker in Idaho named nice Lufa. I'm going to say her name's nice Lufa made the decision to pull the proverbial trigger and have a 10 month old child removed from his parents. There are various different accounts of what led up to this outrage uh, that led up to this, and outrage among local pol- uh, political activists is growing. This is in part due to the fact that the child is the grandson of a prominent pastor in the city of Boise. The family has a lot of political connections as well. Reports from local mainstream media outlets detail the events that led up to the child being removed from his parents, largely based on police report from the police department in the city of Meridian, a suburb of Boise and the second largest city in the state of, Ohio- of Idaho. Although we wouldn't go so far as to claim the police department is lying, a journalist's job is to research both sides of the story and provide a detailed and impartial view of what they believe. One of the main reports being cited is from the left-leaning Idaho statesman in arm of the once-bankrupt conglomerate news organization McClatchy. Uh, Ian Max Stevenson details the situation by giving independent gubernatorial candidate Eamon Bundy the headline. Like just from just from this little paragraph alone – it's it's just like a window into the modern media landscape, right? It's a story about a 10-month-old child being removed from his parents, but the reason it's being covered by the Idaho statesman, which is, as local as it sounds, actually just a apparatus of a much, much larger 
national media organization, and they're telling this story but only doing it in a way that it can be political fodder for their war against Eamon Bundy. And so it's not about telling the truth. It's not about getting the news across. It's about using what's going on in the world around them to gain a political edge or to destroy a political opponent. After briefly describing what happened in the, to the 10-month-old and his parents based largely on the police report, they finish up the story by going back to talking about Eamon Bundy some more, reminding the readers of everything newsworthy about Eamon Bundy. Meanwhile, the grandfather of the child wrote an op-ed on an independent website detailing the family's side of the story. Although it's fair to assume the family is going to be biased, it doesn't mean that the details in the op-ed are wrong and shouldn't be reported on as well as, quote, in the words of the family, if nothing else. The Idaho statesman, however, does not oblige the public the opportunity to get this perspective. So, again, even this, it's like a little bit tepid. Like, you know, Valiant News is a good, good news organization. I'm not you know, criticizing them or this author. But when he says, you know, it's fair to assume the family's going to be biased, I guess. But who are you going to trust more in this? The police report that you don't even know who wrote it and it's just minimal details just to get across the, the facts of what happened? Or are you going to trust the grandfather whose grandchild is now in, the sta- in state custody and has a personal interest in this? Do you think the gra- – do you think who, – like who do you think is going to be more honest with this? Who has more to lose? Is the grandfather using his grandchild's life to score some easy political points, or is the mainstream media doing that? Is the left-leaning newspaper doing that? Who do you think is more trustworthy in this situation? It's not that hard to understand, but of course he points out that you could at least say in the words of the family, but that's not usually how things are reported, is it? How many times over the last couple years, especially when it comes to things like Black Lives Matter, do you have things reported as fact that are completely untrue? Because they follow up the assertion with the statement according to the family, right? You'll have something happen where some guy gets killed by the police and it's like, he had no gun. He was on his way to church according to the family. And it's like, well, actually he did have a gun. Actually he was firing at police officers. Actually he was on his way to steal crack from a pregnant woman. Like, you know, just something awful. But it's like what they do is they don't want to do the research. They don't want to tell you what's true. They want to establish a narrative and if – It helps them to establish narrative to unquestioningly accept the baseless assertions of interested parties. Then they'll do that. Then that's what they do. Yes, the mother of the person who's you know been arrested or been injured or killed by the police is lying about what's going on, but they don't question it. They don't double check, and they also don't say in the words of the family this, this, this. They say he was going to church. He was totally unarmed. Like that's the headline. Then underneath it'll be like according to his mother. And it's like, okay, so that was a lie. So she was lying, but you didn't check it because you wanted to run with this because, again, it's not about – and I've said this a million times and you're about to see it more. The mainstream media's entire purpose other than covering up the misdeeds of those in power and in the government, their role, their real mission is to say facts, to say the truth but leave you with the impression of a lie. I say that all the time because that's exactly what they do and it's described perfectly here in this article. When he says, many Facebook comments on the post from the Idaho statesman are from confused readers who were apparently misled into thinking that the child's parents were somehow intentionally withholding food and nutrition from the child. While the Idaho statesman didn't actually say that, they failed to describe the situation well enough, which led their readers to false conclusions. That's that's the purpose of the mainstream media. The purpose of the mainstream media is to make people think something that is not true. 
by leaving things out, emphasizing things that don't deserve to be emphasized. It's all a very sophisticated method of leaving you with the impression of a lie. Right? You read this article, and afterwards, you know, you give this article to somebody. They read it. You ask them, "So what happened there?" And they go, "Ah, well, this yeah, this family was like uh, withholding nutrition from the child." And you go, "Now wait, did it say that in the article?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah, no, I read it. It said it. It said, uh, uh, okay, no, I guess, eh, I guess it's not in there at all. I guess that's not what it says. I guess the way it was phrased made me think that's what was going on." But now that I think about it, that's not actually what happened. But you don't remember all the words of the article that you read. You don't remember the sentences or the nouns and the verbs. You are just left with an impression. You leave with an idea implanted in your head, and it's a false one, but they get away with it because they they build this lie with bricks of the truth. It's confusing, but it's real. It's what, really what they do. Uh, This article goes on. What appears to have actually happened in regards to the health of the child is that he wasn't able to process what he was being fed because of a health problem that led to the baby throwing up and not being able to gain weight to some degree. That in no way implies the parents weren't feeding him. The op-ed, however, will give you the impression – or I'm sorry. In the op-ed, however, if you give the family some benefit of the doubt, they explain in much more detail what really happened with the child's health and who the parents are. Based on my research, the parents do not look like deadbeats. They are young and struggling with a child that's having some health issues, something that would scare and challenge any new parent. It was reported that the parents missed a weigh-in appointment with a doctor they were seeing in the city of Meridian because the mother wasn't feeling well that day. Missing a weigh-in can be a big deal if you have a child who's having health issues when it comes to the law. However, the mainstream media report states that the father was given a second chance to take the child in without any ramifications. But what was only reported in the op-ed is that the father was directed to an entirely different facility called Faces of Hope Victim Center. This may have led the father to wonder if he was taking the child to be apprehended by Idaho Health and Welfare rather than taking his child to a doctor's appointment. From the op-ed in italics, quote, to claim that medical personnel determined the child was suffering from severe malnourishment, malnourishment is an outright lie and is obviously designed to make it look as if Levi and Marissa were not taking care of Cyrus. Meridian Police and Health and Welfare was able to contact the child's father, who agreed to bring the child in for an examination, but then failed to show up. This is also a gross mischaracterization of facts. Levi did contact Nice Lufa, the social worker who had texted Marisa, and asked her what was going on. She refused to give him any answers. He asked what they thought was wrong with baby Cyrus since they were given a clean bill of health and discharged from the hospital. Nice refused to give Levi, Cyrus's father, any information and just demanded that he go immediately to a clinic because it is a, quote, medical emergency. But she refused to tell him that the, quote, medical emergency was. She then texted him the address for Faces of Hope Victim Center. Yeah, so I'm starting to get the picture here. This baby was kidnapped. This baby was outright kidnapped by the bureaucracy. Again, I mean, you folks, you think it's bad when you have to try to get, you know, a, a mischarge on your phone bill taken care of? Imagine that same level of bureaucratic depersonalization But when it comes to, like, your child being taken from you, we'll cover more on the other side. The globalist social engineers always intended to push their COVID biomedical tyranny lockdowns until the populations rebelled. They would then use that as the pretext for permanent martial law and banning and arresting anybody that speaks out against their lives. But because of so many scientists and engineers and researchers and others coming public and and whistleblowers, now their whole project is falling apart because the people are aware that it is a world government corporate takeover. 
And so it's pulling back the curtain now more than ever. The problem is some globalist controlled areas are not going to give up on their takeover, like Canada, where they've now declared a civil emergency and martial law in Ontario and other areas of the world are following suit, like Australia. So pray for these folks big time. This is a very serious situation. And stay tuned into InfoWars.com because truth is absolutely paramount. Listening to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. I gotta be honest, the more I read about this, the more I sympathize with the uh, parents of this kid. Again, just to just to try to wrap my wrap my mind around exactly what happened here. And try and put myself in the position these people because I have, I have a baby a little bit older than 10 months but of course you know no no uh no baby is free of defects right everybody every baby is going to have a, a little medical scare every once in a while right and so of course you you do the best that you can and apparently this baby has an issue where it was unable to keep food down it was not gaining weight my baby had this problem too it's not you know doing everything we can to to get it food but it's still sort of a little bit lower on the growth chart not as not growing as as quickly as we'd want it to or that we'd expect it to so you know you do what you can and you take it in uh to you know these these checkups and you weigh the baby and make sure you're on the right track or you're doing the right stuff and so apparently what happened was the doctor you know i guess probably what happens is if it's a malnourishment issue, it automatically gets tagged as potential abuse. In other words, potentially the parents are just not taking good enough care of the baby. They're not giving it enough food, so it's malnourished. That wasn't the case here. It was, a, it was a medical condition, but it likely just automatically, sort of algorithmically, got put into this pile of potential abuse claims, which, again, not necessarily a terrible thing. They're, it's good that we have systems in this country that look out for uh, babies and children that may be you know, mistreated by their parents, and we have the you know, medical uh, professionals that can keep an eye on things going, I don't like, I don't like what, you know, these bruises don't match up with the stories that we're being told, that sort of stuff. Like that makes sense. That's all perfectly reasonable. But I'm just imagining being this father because the way they describe this and the way they describe, uh, essentially they miss one of the weigh-in meetings and the father's like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll go do another one. And then he gets a call from this healthcare worker who I guess is a refugee from the Congo so, right, it's like you get a call from somebody who, like, hardly speaks English and is just like, uh, you know, saying, uh, yeah, you need to bring your baby in uh, for another check. Yeah, I'm, I'm here with the government. Uh, we need your baby to uh, come in for another checkup. Uh, this time, you know, don't, don't worry about going to the hospital or a doctor. Why don't you come to this uh, Faces of Hope Victim Center with your baby? I would hang up on them. Like, I, are you kidding me? Really? I'm supposed to go to a victim center? No, that's not happening. I'm not going to take my child to some government facility based on nothing for no reason because he has a medical condition. We're dealing with this. Don't worry about it. The government has nothing to do with this. I would act exactly like this dad acted. I don't even think that's what the dad did. I think the dad was actually trying to cooperate with all of this. And, it, and, uh, 
And of course, this woman uh, is on video basically talking about how she's not comfortable around white people, doesn't like white people, uh, prefers black people as some sort of racist uh, preference for her own kind, which, again, just just imagine, just imagine like Deep South, a prominently African-American county or something, and you have this white uh, hospital worker. It's like, yeah, I just – just uncomfortable around black people there's just so many black people around here i'm much more comfortable around white people and then she is arbitrarily taking babies away from black families uh for no reason whatsoever that's what's happened cyrus is no longer with his family he is a ward of the state now on the behest of this woman who has openly expressed racial animus towards white people they say what ultimately comes of this could be determined in a few days, weeks, or months based on how the court system handles things. In the meantime, the parents, Marissa and Levi Anderson, will have to live in limbo while their baby Cyrus is temporarily a ward of the state. Lieutenant Governor and candidate for Governor Janice uh, McGeechan also opined on Facebook, saying, I'm very concerned about reports regarding baby Cyrus being taken away from his parents. I reached out to the governor of his chief of staff requesting a phone call regarding the situation. Taking a child away from his parents must always be a very last resort. This kind of thing must not happen in Idaho. I will continue to invest this situation. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, try to try to call an 800 number. You'll be put on hold for four hours. We'll just take your kid. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. In the southern part. We do still have a lot to talk about when it comes to the war in Ukraine, although it looks like there's a light on the horizon. There's a silver lining to these clouds, or rather, there's sunlight poking through. Because it looks like they're ready to perhaps come to some sort of compromise, perhaps stop the uh, really doomed resistance to uh, the. Russian onslaught. I mean, think about, I mean, you had within like a day or two of the Russia invasion, you had the government of Zelensky telling its people to make mortars and go throw Molotov cocktails at tanks going down the city. A week in, you had them giving guns to like 18-year-olds, three days of training and then sending them to the front lines. And yet we're continually told, oh, Russia's failing. This isn't going well for Russia. Sounds like it's not going well for Ukraine. It sounds like Ukraine is desperately and inadvisedly sending its own citizens out to be meat in the grinder. Sounds like they have nothing to win from giving their lives for for what for Zelensky for a bunch of uh, American billionaires to manipulate their country I, I don't I don't get it and a bunch of uh, people from England UK and uh, America what's that Zelensky addresses Congress invokes Pearl Harbor 9/11 so is he is he addressing Congress right now all right. Uh, yeah, let's, let's get the let's get the video of that. I'd like to see what uh, Zelensky had to say to our Congress. Now, um, one thing when it comes to the Russian war, the question is, where does sovereignty lie? Like th- this has been maybe the first war where you've had corporate players as major participants 
in a sense of not under the guise of some government, not at the behest of some government. Obviously, corporations are always involved in war as long as corporations have been around. They've been instrumental in uh, warfare. But I think some of the reports that we're seeing don't bode well for the world order as we know it, a world order of nation states where the sovereignty and the ultimate authority lies in the government that is there controlled by the people. And that, that was the dream of America. That was the promise of America. That's what republicanism was, was that the highest law in the land and the ultimate authority was, by virtue of voting, ultimately the people themselves, the people as a whole at large, the responsible citizens who have earned their right to vote. They were the ones that decided you know, what, what wars would be fought, what laws would be imposed, all these sorts of things. See, that time is over. That's what we're moving away from. And what they're building instead is a corporatocracy, a super state over the national states that will be controlled by corporations. Now, we know that Starbucks and McDonald's and Pepsi and Coke and all these other corporations, as well as all the banks, have pulled out of Russia and are trying to harm Russia as much as they can by bankrupting them. And of course, the people that actually work in McDonald's in Russia, like they have nothing to do with the war, obviously, but it's their jobs that will be eradicated, their livelihoods that will be destroyed. The corporations themselves are now picking winners and are active participants in the war outside of a nationalist governmental authority paradigm. So you have this. Amazon CEO pledges logistic cyber, uh, logistics cybersecurity support for Ukraine. Amazon.com Inc. is using its logistics capability to get supplies to those in need of cybersecurity expertise uh, in need and cybersecurity expertise to help governments and companies as part of its support for Ukraine. Chief Executive Andy Jassy said on Twitter on Wednesday saying, quote, Amazon stands with the people of Ukraine and will continue to help, Jassy said, following Russia's invasion that Moscow called a special operation. Amazon, which earlier this week pledged to donate up to $10 million for humanitarian efforts, is the latest company to mobilize and offering aid. And again, does this not just – does this not just sound alarm bells in anybody else's head? Does this not sound like a dystopian – fantasy novel right we're gonna have massive corporations giving logistic logistical and and security support maybe to state actors maybe to non-state actors maybe they'll just have it themselves maybe they'll just be an amazon army one day maybe it will just be autonomous uh, drones as we know there have already been drones that have killed people on the battlefield completely autonomously. No controller, no pilot piloting the drones. The drones themselves identify targets and destroy them algorithmically with no oversight. AI battlefield. I think it was either Libya or um, maybe in Somalia that this took place. You guys can find it. Killed by AI drone. Just look it up. What's to stop Amazon from releasing killer drones? Uh, honestly, what, that's the question. I mean... It's not like they can be charged for murder. It's a drone. It's a robot. You can't charge a robot for murder. You can charge the corporation for murder. Well, what if the corporations have their own supranational court that they control and they override any – there you go. Yeah. Uh, 
AI drone may have hunted down and killed soldiers in, in Libya with no human input. Like this is where we're headed. We're headed to a place where corporations like Amazon will have more power than states, and they'll be the one waging the war. They'll be the one determining who gets support, who gets logistics. They'll be providing military support for state actors, non-state actors, whoever they decide they want to be on the side of. So why not? Would it be outrageous to hear a headline? Amazon now sending drones to fight for Ukraine in this war. Amazon now deployed army of unsupervised AI killing machines on the battlefield. Isn't that exciting? Are you ex- Boston Dynamic comes out with its brand new killer robot machine gun dog. Aren't you excited? It has no oversight. It's programmed to kill, and uh, the government's of the nations are incapable of stopping it, incapable of holding them to account, powerless in the face of these corporate monsters. Of course, there's already been discussions, believe it or not, people saying things like, maybe Amazon should have a seat at the UN. I mean, after all, how many countries have seats at the UN that have GDPs much lower than the yearly earnings of Amazon? Amazon is more powerful, has more people, has more production capability than many, many nations around the world. So why shouldn't they have a say on international bodies? Why shouldn't they have a lead role in these international bodies? Why shouldn't the corporate interest be the superior interest, be the ultimate interest when it comes to warfare? Amazon CEO pledges logistics, cybersecurity support for Ukraine. Are we going to pay for this? I mean, is Russia going to say, well, it's an American company, so now that means America is actively involved in the war in Ukraine? Or is Amazon not American? Is it something else? Is it something over America, outside of America, an international corporation? So is Russia going to start bombing Amazon factories and killing the people in them? We're going to see wars between corporations, between corporations and nation states? Is this where we're headed? Because the question is where at the end of the day does sovereignty lie? And right now, free speech as guaranteed by our constitution is overridden by big tech companies that decide that you're not allowed to bully or criticize the military industrial complex. You can't bully Raytheon. It's not allowed. You're not allowed to bully poor little Lockheed Martin. So corporations will start the wars. Corporations will profit from the wars. They'll sell you the weapons to carry out the wars. They'll silence you if you criticize the wars. And they may as well just actively get involved through financial conflict, financial warfare, attempting to bankrupt certain combatants. Or maybe they'll just be actively involved with the robot drone swarms that you're incapable of stopping and that your national government is incapable of preventing. So I did it. I signed up for the Austin Marathon. I've been training probably not as much as I should be, but thank goodness for prayer and thank goodness for InfoWarsStore.com. Before I set out on a run, I throw down some Turbo Force to give me that energy I need to get going. You know, besides the energy, Turbo Force 
It is giving me the vitamins I need, like vitamin C to keep me healthy, and the essential B vitamins, plus the amino acids for sustained energy, giving me the best chance at getting through the training. And then every day now, I'm taking Dr. Jones Soreless. I have bad joints. Thanks, Mom. So this is great for giving my joints the extra support they need right now, plus inflammation support and extra flexibility. The quick release capsules help me recover fast so I can get back to the training. Even if you're not crazy enough to take on a marathon, good news, Turbo Force, that can still give you the energy and clarity you need for every day, and Soreless can keep you moving and feeling great at any age. The answer to 1984 is 1776. InfoWars has been banned. Arrested. 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 Attacked and threatened. Because we are effective. Great Awakening is here. Go to band.video, download the videos, and share. Support the information war at InfoWarStore.com. And never give up the fight. Fight. InfoWars.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. How you get so much favor on your side? Accept the measure, Lord and Savior, I replied. That's your love, that neighbor, not the bad. I'm a bad. Folks, still to come in today's program, we'll be making fun of Redditors who thought that going to Ukraine to participate in the war would be a picnic, only to be turned around and flee the country with the tail between their legs. Hilarious. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll also talk about the rather desperate attempts by the mainstream media to cover up the effects, negative effects of the vaccine as more and more data comes out that once again proves m has been right the entire time. We'll also be talking about the establishment of the technocratic global new world order cemented and uh, guaranteed by the digital ID that will track everything that you do, everyone you talk to, everything you think and say, and will determine whether it's acceptable or not. All of that still to come. But now I want to go to a video by, uh, that's uh, Zelensky, speaking in front of uh, Congress. Before I do that, I do want to remind you to go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here. Right now, the vitamin D3 gummies are back in stock and available at 25% off. InfoWars Life vitamin D3 gummies back in stock, 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com. You can now get your full dose of your daily vitamin D with these delicious flav- uh, lemon-flavored gummies, and they are good. When you choose auto ship at checkout, you secure your supply at the best price in uncertain times. So we are going to sell out of this, I guarantee it, because these really are great things. And uh, people are becoming more and more aware of just how necessary vitamin D3 is. And this is a fantastic way to get it. Tasty as well. Easier than uh, taking pills. I know some people hate taking pills, uh, but nobody hates eating gummy bears, right? I mean, come on. You're a human being, aren't you? (laughs) You're a human being. Don't you love lemon drops? Well, now you can eat lemon drops and get your daily dose of vitamin D3, and that's 25% off. That'll sell out quickly, but if you put it on uh, auto ship, we will guarantee that that, uh, we have supplies for you at the best possible price. So before we go to this clip of Zelensky speaking to the United States Congress, 
Here's a story at AP News from this morning. Zelensky center stage facing Congress pleading for help nearly three weeks after the start of this war. Uh, Zelensky is addressing U.S. Congress, the actor-turned-wartime leader. In other words, the actor-turned-actor's latest video speech. He is, he uses the West's great legislative bodies as a global stage to orchestrate support against Russia's crushing invasion. Let's read some headlines before we go to that video. Of course, we just saw this. Amazon CEO pledges logistics cybersecurity support for Ukraine, like some sort of uh, dystopian corporate superpower. Russia sanctions Joe and Hunter Biden, Hillary Clinton, Jinsaki, and others. Russians Lavrov, however, says that some deals with Ukraine are close to being agreed, so there may be an end to this war. As Russia and Ukraine are looking for a compromise in peace talks, Russia and Ukraine both emphasized newfound scope for compromise on Wednesday as peace talks were set to resume three weeks into a Russian assault that has so far failed to topple the Ukrainian government. Of course, you can't. You can't advocate for peace. Not these days. Advocating for peace is cyberbullying military industrial complex corporations. So YouTube flags Tulsi Gabbard's criticism of war machine as offensive content. An unfortunate story here. Ukrainian journalist working at Fox News as a Fox News freelance consultant was killed amid an attack. Fox News CEO Susan Scott informed network employees in a note provided to The Hill on Tuesday that Oleksandra Sasha Kuvish, Kuvishnova, Kuvishinova, 24, was killed in the same attack that killed cameraman Pierre Zakrowski and injured correspondent Benjamin Hill. They'd been helping Fox News team on the ground for weeks, and uh, they were called incredibly talented in this note. It's a very sad thing. Struck by incoming fire while in the field doing real journalism. Very unfortunate. Russia ramps up missile strikes on Kiev as ground forces stall. This is day 20 of the uh, invasion. EU leaders visit Kiev as Ukraine officials see room for compromise with Russia. Despite Russia's relentless assault, top Ukrainian advisors to Zelensky indicated Tuesday that there might be room for compromise even as Russian forces stepped up their bombardment of Kiev. Russian kids are being bullied over their nationality, bullied and abused as Russia phobia uh, is now a – well, it's now a – Corporate and, and government and media approved form of xenophobia. So, you know, xenophobia, always bad unless it serves the war aims of tyrants, in which case it's a very good thing. And go ahead and abuse the hell out of your Russian neighbors and friends. They aren't people anymore because we're at war with them. That's what you have to know. Large Polish cities, meanwhile, are reaching capacity as UN says three million refugees have fled Ukraine. The Russian, roar in, uh, the Russian war in Ukraine has hit a grim milestone as the United Nations on Tuesday says that now more than three million refugees have fled the country since the invasion began last, uh, last month. And again, this is what we in the business like to call a real refugee crisis, not a manufactured population replacement scheme where over the course of years you – quietly but and stealthily funnel in millions upon millions of foreign nationals and give them permanent residency in a country thousands of miles away from any sort of war they may be fleeing. Now, this is people actively fleeing falling missiles, going to the closest safe nation and begging for temporary protection uh, while things get sorted out in their homeland. That's a real refugee crisis, so it's confusing to the Europeans who have for the last several decades 
been in the old paradigm of we're replacing our population with Middle Easterners, and if you complain about it, you're a terrorist. Ukrainian TV host calls for the genocide of Russian children. Ukrainian TV host Farudin Sharamafel took to the airwaves to demand genocide of Russian children, quoting top Nazi Alda Adolf Eichmann as he called for killing children. Yes, really. He uttered the vile comments during a segment on Channel 24 news station saying, quote, I know that as a journalist, I have to be objective. I have to be balanced in order to report information to you with a cold heart. But to tell you the truth, it's very hard to hold on now, especially at a time like this. And since we are called Nazis, fascists and so on in Russia, I will allow myself to quote Aldolf Eichmann, who said that in order to destroy a nation, you must destroy, first of all, children, because if you kill their parents, the children will grow up to take revenge by killing children. They will never grow up and the nation will disappear. Shalomov said he then went on to assert that he would personally kill Russian children. So clearly the good guys in this. Uh, Gateway Pundit reports the American and British delusion. Russia may only have 14 days. They say when I saw this headline, I assumed it might be from the Babylon Bee. Russia has 14 days to break Ukrainian resistance. Nope, it was from the New York Post. Here's a snippet of that article. Russian troops facing fierce opposition by Ukrainian forces may only be able to sustain their onslaught for another 10 days to two weeks before their situation deteriorates due to dwindling equipment and manpower, according to a new report Tuesday. The Daily Mail, citing defense sources in the United Kingdom, reported that Ukrainian defenders have the Russian army on the run. They're running in the wrong direction. They're, They're on the run directly towards your capital city. Things aren't right here. Yeah, yeah. two weeks to stop the spread. Two weeks to stop, stop the spread of Russian territorial expansion. Two weeks to flatten the curve of Russian invasion. Just two weeks, guys. That's all. Two weeks. It's the perfect amount of time. It's like, uh, you watch that, that 30 Rock episode, the Matt Damon plays a pilot, and he says, we always say 30 minutes. It doesn't matter how long it's going to be. We always say 30 minutes because it's long enough that people get used to they're just going to be sitting on the runway, but it's not so long that they get mad that they're going to have to wait that much longer. So two weeks, it's a nice little time frame where you go, oh, it's only two weeks, so I don't really have to worry about it. And yet it's long enough that two weeks from now, you'll maybe have forgotten that they said two weeks in the first place. And at that point, they'll go, okay, another two weeks, just another two weeks of weapons, another two weeks of billion-dollar checks written with your name on the signing line at the bottom. Just two more weeks. That's all it's going to take. Flatten the curve, folks. Two of our best-selling products are back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. And they will sell out in the next three, four months before I get more of the product in if I sell it at full price. But I want those of you that have been on the fence about getting Winter Sun or getting X3 to try the products and see how amazing they are. And I believe you will then get hooked on them like myself, my family, and the crew are. So again, both these products are back in stock. Both X3 and Winter Sun, they are 50% off for a limited time because they're going to sell out at this price. I would estimate in less than a month. So this is your chance to get X3 and experience the good halogens versus the bad halogens. This is your chance to have the highest quality vitamin D3 with vitamin K for your immune system as well. They're amazing, and they're at InfoWarsStore.com. And the reason this is a 360 win is it funds the operation. I need funds to run the operation. You need to be healthy. We need to stay on air. It's a match made in heaven. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Uh, that's what I was going to do. Yep, all right. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go to this video by Zelensky of Zelensky uh, talking to the American Congress today. We'll talk a little bit about what the American government is doing to help Zelensky. Uh, then we'll cover, again, sort of asking where where sovereignty lies. Is there some in America that want international courts to punish American citizens for spreading Russian misinformation? Because why have a nation where you can vote on your leaders and they're responsible to you and have to actually fulfill their promises to you if they want to get reelected when instead you can be controlled and ruled over and judged by a corporate cabal of international businesses and their lackeys in the unelected and unaccountable super state organizations like the UN and the EU. Alexandra Chalupa, <laughs> despite her name sounding delicious, uh, says this. Tucker Carlson needs to be tried at The Hague as a disinformation agent in Putin's war. Carlson is a war criminal aiding and abetting a hostile enemy of the U.S. while thousands of American veterans are risking their lives helping Ukraine defend the free world from Putin. I just don't even know where to start with that. Thousands of American veterans are risking their lives helping Ukraine defend the world, the free world from Putin. So mercenaries are fighting for pay? I, I mean, I don't understand, but they want, uh, she wants him to be tried at The Hague as a disinformation agent in Putin's war. This is why nationalism is important, folks. There should be no superior authority over the American people, and that includes the American government, but it most certainly includes Amazon, Starbucks, the World Economic Forum, and The Hague. Ridiculous. Uh, let's go now to this video of Vlad- uh, Vladimir Zelensky addressing the U.S. Congress this morning. Friends. I'm proud to greet you from Ukraine, from our capital, city of Kyiv, a city that is under missile and airstrike from Russian troops every day, but it doesn't give up, and we have not even thought about it for a second. Just like many other cities and communities in our beautiful country, which found themselves in the worst war since World War II. I have the honor to greet you on behalf of the Ukrainian people, brave and freedom-loving people who for eight years have been resisting the Russian aggression. Those who give their best sons and daughters to stop this full-scale Russian invasion. Right now, the destiny of our country is being decided. The destiny of our people, whether Ukrainians will be free, whether they will be able to preserve their democracy. Russia has attacked not just us, not just our land, not just our cities. It went on a brutal offensive against our values, basic human values. It threw tanks and planes against our freedom, against our right to live freely in our own country, choosing our own future. 
against our desire for happiness, against our national dreams, just like the same dreams you have, you Americans, just like anyone else in the United States. I remember your national memorial in Rushmore, the faces of your prominent presidents, those who laid the foundation of the United States of America as it is today, democracy, independence, freedom, and care for everyone, for every person, for everyone who works diligently, who lives honestly, who respects the law. We in Ukraine want the same for our people. All that is normal part of your own life. Ladies and gentlemen, Friends, Americans, in your great history, you have pages that would allow you to understand Ukrainians, understand us now, when you need it right now, when we need you right now. Remember Pearl Harbor, terrible morning of December 7, 1941, when your sky was black from the planes attacking you. Just remember it. Remember September the 11th, a terrible day in 20, 2001 when evil tried to turn your cities, independent territories in battlefields, when innocent people were attacked, attacked from air, yes just like no one else expected it. You could not stop it. Our country experiences the same every day, right now, at this moment, every night, for three weeks now. Various Ukrainian cities, Odessa and Kharkiv, Chernihiv and Sumy, Zhytomyr and Lviv, Mariupol and Dnipro. Russia has turned the Ukrainian sky into a source of death for thousands of people. Russian troops have already fired nearly 1,000 missiles at Ukraine. Countless bombs, they use drones to kill us with precision. This is a terror that Europe has not seen, has not seen for 80 years, and we are asking for a reply, for an answer uh, to this uh, terror from the whole world. Is this a lot to ask for, to create a no-fly zone, zone over Ukraine? to save people. Is this too much to ask? Humanitarian no-fly zone, something that Ukraine, uh, that Russia would not be able to terrorize our free cities. If this is too much to ask, we offer an alternative. You know what kind of defense systems we need, S-300 and other similar systems. You know how much depends on the battlefield, on the ability to use aircraft powerful, strong air uh, aviation to protect our people, our freedom. Let's just, let's just pause, it, pause it right there. Here's one thing I don't like. I don't like when people try to emotionally manipulate me. It's just, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. If you, wanna, if you want me to do something, you can ask me to do it, and you can say, here's why I want you to do this, then we can decide whether it's good or bad. But what is he doing there? I mean, everything about this, to me, just screams insincerity. For one thing, here's a guy, president of a country, giving a speech in front of the 
combined congress of the most powerful nation in the world. He's wearing a T-shirt. And it's not like I'm insulted. He's wearing a T-shirt. No, no. It's because this whole thing has been packaged as a public relations campaign because they've said it makes you look more relatable. It makes you look like you're really involved in the fight. You don't even have time to tie a tie anymore. He's wearing a T-shirt. Like the whole look, the whole setup is designed to inspire certain feelings in you because they're not arguing on a logical basis. They're arguing on an emotional basis. Now, he says eight years of Russian aggression. Again, has this war been going on for eight years? Yes, it has. Has it been Russia been aggressive for these eight years? In certain respects, but it's also been eight years of of Western Ukraine shelling Eastern Ukraine and killing Eastern Ukrainian civilians. It's also eight years of measures by Zelensky and his government to do things like forbid the discussion uh, or the use of the Russian language. Can't have broadcasts in the Russian language and you can't have uh, schools being taught in the Russian language. This in flagrant disregard of the desires of the people that live in those areas sort of flies in the face of his claims of democracy and his very flowery and, and very wonderful words about democracy and the right to live freely and do what you want to do. That's not the case in his country. I'm sorry. It's just not. Ukraine is not America. That's what They're trying to to make you think that somehow Ukraine is suffering under this because they have adopted American ideals. They really haven't. It's all manipulation. We'll get into everything else he said from Mount Rushmore. I mean, he brings up Mount Rushmore on the day that Joe Biden says no fireworks at Mount Rushmore. It's time to show them what a real alpha male looks like with one of our most powerful products ever made, Alpha Power. As you age, your body can lose testosterone over time. With the incredible ingredients in this formula, we can help you beat the test of time and assist in restoring that lost energy and mood that comes with time and age. Alpha Power's incredible ingredients can help you boost your sports performance or enhance your day-to-day life with ease while encouraging hormonal balance. Perfect by itself or with super male vitality in the true alpha male pack. Alpha Power can help boost performance, help maintain normal testosterone levels, support healthy cholesterol, and more. Let Alpha Power help bring you to the peak of your optimal health. Don't fall short on energy in the fight against tyranny. Show the world what a true alpha male looks like today with Alpha Power. Head to InfoWarsStore.com today. Alex Jones here with a very simple proposal for all our great InfoWars listeners and viewers. If you will simply get X3 with all three types of good iodine that boost your immune system and help everything that goes on your body at the cellular level, it will change your life. It will invigorate you. It will empower you. Almost everyone has iodine deficiency. Look into it for yourself. It's the opposite of fluoride. It's the good halogen. And then your purchase of X3 funds our operation. Now, a lot of our products have been sold out and never came back in because of the lockdowns and supply chain breakdowns. We were sold out of X3 for a long time, and I had it on sale for 50% off, and a lot of folks were getting it. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm going to bring it back on sale again just until it sells out because even though we won't make as much money in the long run, a lot of folks need this product, and we need to get the money from the sales in now to stay on air. So get your X3 right now at 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. 
Zelensky has just addressed uh, the U.S. Congress. And I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just trying to see this from all sides because I get it. Obviously, you don't want a president that just rolls over. You can't just reward somebody who launches an invasion against your country. Zelensky whatever you know however he became president he is president of that country and he does have a responsibility to the people of ukraine to do everything that he can to try to fend off the people invading them you can't you can't fault him for that obviously he's doing what he thinks he needs to but he's also engaged in a public relations campaign not to you know, present the facts as they're actually on the ground, but to really manipulate perception and the emotions of the American people to get us involved in a conflict that we we may not be involved in without that manipulation. Just going through some of the stuff he said there. He talked about eight years of Russian aggression. He talked about the freedom of a democracy and the freedom that we here in America enjoy as if our values and the American values are one and the same, part and parcel with Ukrainian values and the way the Ukrainian government operates, which it's not. I mean, it's, it's really not. They don't have the First Amendment. Zelensky has shut down media outlets that criticize him. He has imprisoned his political opponents. He has made it illegal to broadcast or teach in the Russian language despite the desire of many of the people in his country that speak Russian. I mean, these things, again, you can argue with, you can argue about whether they're merited or not. There's also, there's also been an ongoing civil war in Ukraine since 2014. A hot civil war, missiles firing, people dying. 14,000 civilians dead at the hands of his government, of his own people. So I'm just treating Zelensky with the same tepid skepticism that I treat our own leaders when they talk about our values, when they talk about wanting to uphold all of these wonderful things that make America great while at the same time imprisoning political dissidents, setting the DOJ after journalists, and targeting the former president of the United States for economic and legal destruction because he posed a threat to their system. Take all this with a grain of salt. Are the things he's talking about nice? Freedom, personal liberty? Yes, they're very nice. Is, is he really a champion of them? I think that's debatable. I don't think that's a cut and dry issue. I don't think it's as black and white as they're portraying it. Sort of ironic that he mentions Mount Rushmore. Obviously, most people on Mount Rushmore be vehemently against getting involved in overseas conflicts that have nothing to do with us. Sort of George Washington's whole thing, right? It's also somewhat ironic because on the day that he evokes Mount Rushmore and our mythical, nearly mythical founding fathers and the values that they represent, the Joe Biden administration cancels Mount Rushmore fireworks on 4th of July for the second year in a row just to emphasize their utter disdain of these same things, their hatred of the founders of this country and the flippancy with which they 
treat the values that these men fought and died for. Then he brings up Pearl Harbor and September 11th. Are these appropriate to what's going on in Ukraine right now? Really not in the slightest. In terms of lost lives, in terms of, yeah, it's a military attacking another military, like in the most vague and nonspecific ways, you could say there's something to it, but this didn't happen out of the blue. I mean, that's the thing about 9-11. It was a sunny September morning and everybody was doing fine before some non-state actors, you know, flew a plane in the building. That's if you believe the, the real story, right? If you want to really get into 9-11, yeah, there's a whole other can of worms there that may actually be more appropriate in the current climate with uh, Ukraine. But just on its face value, just taking the, taking the story, you know, the official story as it stands, Russia didn't surprise anybody with this. It was weeks and weeks and weeks of military buildup beforehand. So it's much more like the breakout to World War II. But even that sort of falls flat. I don't know if you're familiar with the term peace in our time. Right? It was Neville Chamberlain coming back from Germany after having met with Adolf Hitler and getting him to agree to not invade his neighbors, settle the Czechoslovakia uh, affair. And he came back with a sign saying, peace in our time. I've secured peace in our time. I've gotten a guarantee from Germany that they will not you know, expand any farther. So you had a government that was militarizing and threatening to invade its neighbors. And people from the West went over and got an agreement, you know, hammered out an agreement to prevent war going forward. Of course, Hitler was lying, right? like in Peep Show. Welcome to the real world, Jess. <laughs> Hitler promised not to invade uh, Poland, and he did. And so that, and so of course, that was an act of war because he promised not to, and because you know it was a, it was a senseless invasion. Now, leading up to this invasion with Ukraine, uh, with uh, Russia on the border of Ukraine massing, America was at the helm of multiple conferences, multiple meetings with the Russian authorities to try to prevent war from moving forward, and they came out empty-handed. It's one thing if they come out going, we got a peace agreement, and then Vladimir Putin just trashes it like Hitler does and and storms anyway. Then you're like, okay, we tried tried to come to an agreement. They broke the agreement. These are liars, scumbags. They, They can't be trusted. But we didn't do that, did we? Anthony Blinken and other State Department representatives went and met with their Russian counterparts and came out with nothing. No promise of peace, no promise to to pull back the invasion. We knew this was coming, and we probably could have done something to prevent it. We could have tried to solve this diplomatically, but every time that the diplomatic baton was passed, the Biden administration fumbled it and brought us to this act of conflict. So he brings up Pearl Harbor on September 11th. Both these share... You know, this, this com- well, several common themes. One, that there were false flags that were perpetrated by the people in our government who wanted to get us into war and needed the excuse to get the American people behind them to manufacture that consent. You know, the blockades of uh, Japan, and we, we intercepted uh, Japanese messages coordinating the attacks. We knew it was coming. We could have prevented it. We didn't because the appearance needed to be that everything was going fine and then suddenly out of the blue out of nowhere we're slapped in the face sucker punched by our enemies and we have to respond that's not what happened with russia and ukraine this was a long a long slow build 
of diplomatic failures on top of a 10-year civil war that's been raging in Ukraine ever since a duly elected president was ousted by a protest. And the majority of Ukrainians were actually against those protests. If you go look at some of the polls that were taking place just after the Euromaidan color revolution that ousted the Russian-friendly government, it was like 50 to 60% of Ukrainians weren't a fan of the new government. But it's democracy. Democracy means what the billionaire oligarchs want, not what the people want. He says this is the worst thing that Europe has experienced in 80 years. Again, an emotional evocation of World War II, as if the invasion of Cyprus never happened, as if the bombing of Serbia never happened, as if the Prague Spring never happened. There's been a lot of war in Europe in the last 80 years. I just don't want you to think about that. History to them goes September 11th, World War II, slavery. Like that's, that's the understanding of history that most people have now, so they play on that and completely ignore you know, many of the American conflicts that have waged around the world, but in Europe also in the last 80 years. And then, of course, the end there, he says, a no-fly zone. Is this too much to ask? Is it too much to ask that you get into World War III? Is it too much to ask that you put American forces directly in the line of fire of Russia? Is it too much to ask that we get involved in a declared war against a nuclear superpower? Yes, Zelensky, that's too much to ask. It is. It's too much. But they have to make you think that this is worth it because as he's putting it, they're trying to portray what's happening in Ukraine as if it is an attack on our values, our shared values of democracy and freedom and individual liberty, something that our country doesn't believe in anymore, our leadership doesn't believe in anymore, the Ukrainian government has never really believed in, and is certainly not at risk. Again, hey, if you just treat us like adults, gave us good reasons, that's one thing. This is emotional manipulation. Jacob in Ohio. Welcome. Go ahead. Hey, how's it going, Alex? Good, brother. Uh, great last caller. I just wanted to start with plugging your sleep supplements. Uh, it's basically the only way I get sleep anymore uh, with all the gaslighting, demoralization, and absurdity. Uh, it's like we're living in a twilight zone, man. All right, Eric in New Hampshire. Eric, thanks for calling. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. Thanks for taking my call. If I could, I just want to throw a quick plug out for the one of the product. Um, the X2 group does wonders. I recommend it to everybody here on the fence about it. Get off the fence. Get the product. Support the info. Tyler in Maine. You're on the air. Thanks for holding. Go ahead. Hey, Alex. It's great to be on with you. It's an honor. Honor to talk to you. Awesome. Uh, So first thing I wanted to do is say I love the products. Alpha Power, even at 29. If you ask my better half, she loves it. uh, And it helps in the bedroom. So just number one for a few weeks. Well, it definitely works. It's not a joke. (laughs) Absolutely. 